Good morning. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Preachers in the Lutheran Church, like the one I formerly served in Newport Beach, can be a little long-winded. That will explain to you why I'm extra conscious of my time this morning, and it may help you understand a little later what is happening if you see Father Michael get the big hook. (laughs) Our lesson from Samuel that we heard just a few moments ago is the 5th century BC version of a modern-day cell phone commercial. I hear it as a TV promo for Babylonian Bell, with Samuel on one end and God on the other saying, Can you hear me now? The passage tells us that in those days of Samuel, the word of the Lord was rare and visions were rarely seen. Now this just may be my own experience and my own fragile faith, but I believe we live in a time right now where the word of the Lord is rare and where visions are rarely seen. It is hard to hear anything in our society except the sound of cell phones, grisly news stories, and argumentative politicians. And that's the polite term. But I also believe that God does speak to us, does love us, and abides with us. But God is hard to hear in our time. And I believe, actually, that has more to do with me than it does with God. As a hospital chaplain, I sometimes get called in the middle of the night, and after I hit the snooze button in my confused sleepiness, I realize it's my cell phone, and I answer to hear an ER nurse asking for help. At 2 a.m. walking to my car, I am not a skilled or happy chaplain. (laughs) But something happens as I drive to the hospital on lonely roads. My mind clears, my heart softens with the prospect of meeting a family in desperate need, and I pray that I can bring them even a remnant of peace from God. I arrive, I find them, and I mostly listen. Listening anticipates hearing, and in the best listening moments of my life, I hope to hear something other than my own voice. The experience of writing this sermon has taught me some important lessons. The first is that God does speak to us in the 21st century. God called to our own bishop, Diane Bruce, more than 20 years ago with such power that she pulled her car over to the side of the freeway to respond in prayer. Her life as a Christian was transformed and she changed from banking executive to priest. God called to Samuel four times before Eli the priest and eventually Samuel 
figured out who was really calling, meaning that God's voice may be hard to discern and that God doesn't necessarily wait for us to be ready. God works in God's own timing. It takes practice to find and truly hear the voice of God. Without practice, we may run toward the wrong people or look to pop culture and the world for answers to our questions. We may confuse God's message for us with our own voice of defeat or of depression that serves a God who remains in the tomb, not the one who lives among us, cares for us, and loved us. Samuel journeyed far, all the way from not even knowing God's voice to recognizing and depending on it as the foundation for becoming a great prophet. Thanks be to God for worship at St. Wilfred's, for when you are here, you are engaged in practice to better know the voice of God. The choir, the song school children, Stephen Carr, Stephen Saltz, and I all engage in rehearsal to be better prepared in our vocation and to provide a clear and resonant sound of praise in worship. That does not happen without practice. Okay, finish this famous line for me. When E.F. Hutton talks, and when God speaks to us, we better be ready to listen. The second lesson for me and for Samuel is that listening is truly our first job if we are to hear God speak. Scripture tells us that faith comes by hearing, and I believe it's true that we grow in Christian practice by seeking out his direction for our lives and by making ourselves available to God. If we are listening, we may hear from God through other people who are praying or reading scripture. We may hear from God in just the right way and in just the right time, or we may feel as though we are hearing nothing at all. So we cling to faith, even in times when the voice of the Lord is rare. The third lesson is that listening to God leads to speaking. Now among some people and some televangelists, it's very popular to make predictions and then, if they come true, to credit them to what God told me. Look how accurate and important I am. And so often, that prediction is used to point out just how bad that other person or that religion or that group of people are as compared to me, the prophet that God really values. Here's the problem. Prophecy is not and has never been about self-aggrandizement. It is first about listening, and then it is about bringing glory to God by humbly speaking truth in love 
and dwelling among those who need to hear the message of God's love for them. Samuel knew this. He was called to speak during a time of cultural change, of turmoil, and impending war. Dr. Martin Luther King, whose birthday and ministry we celebrate this weekend, knew this too. Like Samuel, he was called to bring God's message of hope to people who were literally dying to hear it and to bring God's message of truth to those who feared it. Like the prophet Amos, he called for justice to flow like water and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Reverend Susan Russell, on the staff of All Saints Church in Pasadena, tells a story about driving by a beautiful lake on the border of Italy and Switzerland in a rental car that had GPS and a friendly voice giving directions. With mountains on the right side and a lake immediately on the left, there wasn't much direction needed until the voice said, Road ends, turn left in one mile. Almost a mile later, there was still water on the left, and the prospect of getting wet was not an attractive one. The only alternative seemed to be to turn around and go back. She went a little further, and just before the road came to an end, there was a sign with a big arrow pointing to the left and a picture of cars driving onto a ferry to cross the lake. The voice was right all along. We walk by faith and not by sight. I close with words from the book of Hebrews. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways, but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. And here we are, in the season of Epiphany, celebrating God with us. And it is that great gift that leads me to believe that we have a God who wants to speak to us today who cares about his creation, his people, and you, the people of St. Wilfred. We have a God who is prepared to come to you and speak, but are we ready to hear? A Christian writer once said, the true joy of prayer is not so much that God would hear us, but that we might hear God. As you come to communion today, let your eyes close and let your prayer be, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Amen.
Please stand as together we affirm our faith in the words of the nice.